0: It was a hot 90 degree day, and I was on bike. After getting turned around from my own directions, I asked a few warm strangers to point me in the right direction. And finally, I arrived at my destination. I'm a little late, but I found it. I made it to Boxhog Bikes. Box Dog Bikes is a worker-owned bike shop in San Francisco. I wanted to interview Sarah an employee of Box Dog who is working towards worker ownership there. I had met Sarah through my involvement in CoCycle, a project where youth planned a cross-country bike tour to learn about cooperatives in different regions of the United States. I thought it would be cool to interview Sarah because she's a young person whose passions for economic and social justice have led her to an equitable and just workplace. So, let's meet her. I'm
1: Sarah, I'm 25. Um, I grew up in D.C. and went to Hampshire College, Um, and now I live in San Francisco in the Bay Area, and I work at Box Dog Bikes. I got into co-ops probably in a sort of roundabout way um, surrounding my interests in economics and labor history. Mm -hmm. Um, I studied um, a lot of agrarian history at Hampshire. and that's all intertwined with, like, global politics and economic development, um, and labor history, slavery, that kind of thing. So, I think I was never really that interested in, in, like, um, just co-ops flat out, like, as their own, just, like, standing on their own, but more interested in the connections between co-ops and, like, economic justice, and yeah. I'm, even though I work at a co-op now, Um, I'm definitely more interested in the possibilities that certain co-ops can provide for um, certain social groups. Um, Like There's a co-op here in the Bay Area called Wages, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really excited about what they do.
0: In the last week, Wages has changed their name to Prospera to better reflect its community, co-ops, and impact. They are an an organization that partners with low-income Latina immigrants to build co-ops in order to empower and provide a sense of ownership over their lives and work. Thus far, Prospera has helped develop five worker-owned, eco-friendly house cleaning businesses in the Bay Area.
1: It's the kind of thing where you're taking, you're basically taking an industry that is predominantly like for people who are like um, minorities or immigrants or what have you, um, and making it empowering for them. Whereas usually it's like there's all these negative connotations around like being a house cleaner and things like that. Um, and making that something where somebody can have a livelihood and a livable wage and um, the opportunity for microloans that aren't going to get them really far into debt. And like historically there's people who just poach on the Latino immigrant community and like exploit them economically. So um, sort of like taking those those social histories and um, providing opportunities for empowerment where uh, usually there is more oppression. Um, So I'm really into that model.
0: I also knew from previous conversations that in a summer internship with the US Federation of Worker Co ops, Sarah translated their worker co op toolbox into Spanish. I asked her about her personal connection to the Latino community.
1: I'm Latina, um, so I definitely identify with that community. And My mom is an immigrant from Colombia, um, and her path to citizenship was probably different and maybe easier than other people's, but I still. like respect her journey um, and know that um, it's not always easy. I think that what I can offer as far as that goes and a solid skill that I think I have and have been working on developing and plan to continue developing further is my skills of interpretation and translation Hmm. Um, and if there are resources available in English then um, I think they should be available in Spanish Um, and that takes a lot of work and that's that's another aspect of any organization's work is language justice Mm -hmm. Um, and it's time consuming and it's expensive because it is a lot of work Mm -hmm. to translate documents um, and provide interpretation at meetings and other settings Um, but it's just a way of also accessing the voices of those people and including them in the conversation that you're having.
0: The staff at CoFed have been discussing a lot recently about how the rich history and current voice of minorities is often left out of the conversation around co-ops. What many people know as the co-op movement in the United States is based on a picture left over from the '70s, when folks were organizing around food co-ops. But what histories are being erased, and whose voice is not at the table? Jessica Gordon Nimhards, in her new book, in her new book, *Collective Courage* chronicles African-American cooperative business ownership and its place in the movements for black civil rights and economic equality. Sarah also tells me about other examples, like in Chiapas, Mexico. I mean, if you look at Chiapas even,
1: or like different parts of Mexico, yeah. like there are co-ops that were started there a long time ago right. that are based on land movements and indigenous really? movements and um, not even in Spanish and indigenous languages, you yeah. know, it's like people are People are creating resources and have been working on that stuff for a long time.
0: Say it, sister. And now, let's hear more about Box Dog. I think that one of the reasons I got hired
1: here was because I do have specific co op experience in a very kind of like vast sense, although uh-huh. I had not worked at a co op. Um, and I think that um, was seen as valuable. Um, I think that a lot of my co workers. Um, Maybe wouldn't identify as like being into like the co-op community or uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I do think that everybody who works here values having a worker-owned workplace. Yeah. Um, and just values the autonomy that it offers more than maybe more than anything. I mean, I think everyone that works here has worked at other bike shops and. Um, when I applied here, I thought, if I don't get hired at box doc, I'm not working at bike shops anymore, (laughs)
0: Um, because it can really suck, Um,
1: and you have a lot of shit that you need to deal with, Yeah. Um, so.
0: Why do you think that is? Because we've been talking about that, too, that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in co-ops or in collective organizing, but they might not identify with the larger, like, co-op movement.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, do
0: you have any ideas on that, as someone who works... is working towards worker ownership in an organization? Um,
1: I think that in part from what I've heard from some of my coworkers, might have to do with the people that they have interacted with at certain like conferences and trying to sort of like bring more of like trying to connect Box Talk with like the greater co-op movement um, and just like meeting people who um, are maybe like culturally insensitive or Mm -mm. like misappropriate or just like things that aren't necessarily directly associated with like co-ops but interacting with people who um, pretend to um, encourage and promote certain values while at the same time like they are maybe not doing that much as individuals to um, be as like aware or sensitive as they could. Um, I think that everybody here has their own individual values, and then we do have, um, you know, a culture at the workplace um, that we're sort of working on solidifying, making sure that everybody feels on the same page about it, um, as far as like the values that we uphold at work, how we treat one another, how how we present ourselves to the world, how we treat our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, being a co-owner of a business is really stressful, and when you go home, you kind of just want to go home. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're not engaging with like certain values or like the cooperative principles, but maybe you're not engaging with them as directly or, um, or like, on purpose, intentionally, yeah. um, in your everyday life. Totally. Um, so, in part, it's just a really excellent way to have a job.
0: You're here, and last question for Sarah: Do you have any like advice for other like young people who? like, want to pursue, like, a work environment like this? Yeah. Um, where they, you know, they're collectively managing. Yeah. Um, I would
1: say, like, with anything, um, know why you want to do it. Um, and know what you want to get out of it. Um, and, um, choose your constituents wisely. Hmm. Um, at Box Dog, the hiring process is really lengthy. Hmm. and I think that's for a good reason. Um, in general, one of the things that I've learned and that I value about co-ops is that there's the intention is to retain your workers.
0: Well, big thanks to Sarah for contributing all this amazing knowledge to the Cofed Network. Good evening, y'all, and happy co-oping!